As we inch closer to opening night of the abbreviated 2021 NHL season, the league announced a strategy that will hopefully help offset some of the revenue they've missed out on due to the pandemic, and people aren't exactly happy. And in amateur hockey news, the World Juniors are back and more COVID-free than ever. The Flyers don't exactly have a ton of prospects competing this year, but what they lack in quantity, they make up for in quality. Grab a mug of cocoa, cozy up in your favorite ugly sweater, and join us for this holiday hockey discussion. Hey everyone, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I want to wish Flyers broadcast fan favorite Chris Terrian best of luck in his new endeavors. Uh, he was let go by uh, NBC Philly. Uh, we're definitely going to miss you, Bundy, on the telecast, but uh, whatever you're doing, I know you're going to love it, so God bless and good luck. I'm Matt Arenick, and it's it's honestly my favorite time of year, World Juniors, Christmas, and most definitely some cold ones. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and uh, speaking of World Juniors, I'm already experiencing heavy sadness that the Flyers didn't draft Cole Caulfield after uh, after last night. Yeah, you know, never too early for those uh, Flyers scaries and regrets. Um, but don't worry, you know, we'll get to that stuff. First, we want to welcome uh, you guys to the second episode of the Three Pigeons podcast. We've got some fun topics to get to today. And first, we're going to lead off with some uh, some corporate news, everybody's favorite. Uh, the league finally announced that they'd be rolling out um, – for probably a long time coming, most people would say, with advertisements, adding logos to uh, and branding to players' helmets for the season. Obviously, this was a tough year for revenue. Uh, a lot of a lot of teams across the league have had some struggles, and there's even some you know some people saying that how are they even going to pay the players for some small market teams? Um, but it didn't stop the hockey purists and, and old hockey men from getting mad online. Um, what do we think about this, boys? Uh, let's go to let's go to Mike first. What were your thoughts when you saw the news today? And we should mention the Devils uh, were the first ones to uh, to get a deal done. It's Prudential, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's going to be so. on their helmet, and it's their building. Uh, yeah. sponsor as well yeah what do you think sense no i mean i if i had been asked this like maybe five or six years ago maybe i'd be like a little crotchety i can't even speak crotchety about it uh but i i mean i don't i really don't see the problem here it just makes sense it's an easy way for teams to make a little bit more money um it's the helmet like helmets already have the the logo of the brand yeah. <laughs> that, it, that it's built by on it. Yeah. Bauer, Nike, whatever. So that, you know, I, I don't really see the issue of it. And I, I'm, I'm just curious what the flyers, like if they're going to do it, like who they partner with, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think there has been a lot of negative reaction to it. Like you said, from the purists and everything, but I think generally most people understand that this is sort of yeah. a necessary move. If, like, if not, if not now, then when, you know? Yeah, and especially considering the NBA. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they not do it before COVID yeah. even hit? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They have a little, very similar. It's a small logo, uh, top of the left of the jersey. I want to say. Yeah, it's like um, StubHub for the Sixers. For the Sixers, but, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it only makes sense now. Obviously, everyone's already assuming that it's be it's going to become european leagues where their entire jerseys they look like they're needed to get nether sweaters (laughs) of just different logos but obviously that's not going to happen and like was like it was mentioned um it's really just to help offset revenue that's lost from not having fans in the building so if you're taking a rational view it makes sense i think the 
the path of least resistance for most teams is going to be probably the sponsor of the building. Like you mentioned, Prudential for the Devils, for the Flyers, would be potentially Wells Fargo um, or Comcast, whatever. I mean, they're the owner of the team. Corporate so daddy, one of the come two. on. You got NBC yeah. Universal. Put the put the yeah. globe on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I necessarily do not care, especially considering it's just like one side of the helmet. People are not even going to notice it. And like, I think that's a great point, Mike. I don't think most people consider the fact that the Bauer, the Reebok, like those are in, in and of themselves advertisements for their own mm-hmm. product on the helmet already and on the equipment. So um, people need to calm down, but nothing's going to stop people from being mad online. I'm surprised. I mean, who do you guys think it's going to be for the Flyers? Because you know everybody's, everybody wants Wawa. Everybody wants to be Wawa, oh, of course. That would be, be fantastic. There's be a, absolutely unreal. In a, in a segment to be named later in this episode, we have a, a question very similar to that, Joe. So okay. keep, keep thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, do we think uh, uh, Pittsburgh is going to be Sheets then, the Battle of Wawa? Oh, see, that, that's would be, a, I, that just seems like a layup for both sides. Like, yeah, clever marketing for, for both of them. Why, why wouldn't they both want to do it? And, you know, first game of the season is against the Pens. We'll, we'll kind of touch on that stuff maybe a little bit later. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And uh, we'll see. Like you said, Path of Least Resistance. Just put the name of the whoever sponsors the building. Slap it on there. Who, who really cares? Um, but, yeah, I, I'd be okay with Wawa. I guess – Boston probably do uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I know that's that's huge up there. So all those pasta we'll commercials that they're doing. Yeah, and every uh, every Canadian team will just be Timmy Hortons. <laughs> it's gonna be a good year for Tim Hortons. <laughs> um, but let, we we can start to move on though. We talked enough about uh, about corporate sponsors and uh, and the powers that be. Uh, the league also revealed, uh, like I said, the schedules for all thirty one teams, and it's gonna be high octane. Man, it's gonna be a lot of back to backs. Uh, and, and three and fours um, due to the condensed nature of the seasons the teams will be allowed to carry roster of 23 as well as a taxi squad made up of four to six players of one uh, one of which must be a goalie so we're gonna have three goalies at all times no more David Ayers unfortunately even though I love that story uh, the addition of the depth is something that should probably help out the Flyers right we're, we always talk about how deep this team is for this year um, but what do you guys think are they going to call Ottawa's taxi squad the Uber squad? Oh, good burn. Good burn. Yeah, the power play makes zero sense, but we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> oh, what a clip. Who's I mean, the th- my question, I'm going to ask you guys, who's their third goalie off the bat? Who do you think it's going to be? Has the to be Flyers? Lying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's got to be Lion. It is interesting, though. Good old Alex um, Lionheart. Well, Felix Sandstrom is not coming over this year. He's staying um, in Sweden? He's staying in Sweden. But Kirill Ustamenko is coming over. My boy. So, I mean, the AHL, it it is not trending in the right direction for them to have a season right now. But, I mean, I guess maybe they think there's, there's going to be season. I, if that's the only reason he would come over because I don't think that he would play over Alex Lyon. But, I mean, that that would be pretty interesting. Only like like you said, I think it's it all depends on the AHL season. If there's mm-hmm. an AHL season, the organization would be stupid not to carry Lyon, giving Ustamenko starting goalie responsibility, and then whoever backs him up backs him up. I don't necessarily care about who backs up in the AHL. But if the AHL does not play, then Mike is 100% correct. It's going to be interesting because. You want to get him playing time, so maybe he does go back over to Europe slash 
Russia, maybe play in the KHL, who knows? Um, but obviously that's a lot of a lot of things in flux. We just gotta wait to see what happens in the AHL before we, we know what's gonna happen there. Well, you know how excited I got, right? Because I finally we may have the chance to see our boy, well my boy, Sam Moran, finally oh wow. be back with the team where he belongs, his rightful place <laughs> among our defensive core, where he belongs. God bless if anyone him. needs the AHL, it's going to be him because yeah. he, AV already came out and said yeah, last that year. he would have to play like 40 games before they even considered him getting mm-hmm. any playing time. And as we'll probably allude to now, the depth of the depth of this team, it's going to be, compared to years past, it's going to be next to impossible unless there's a slew of injuries for yeah. him to even sniff Especially, especially with no camp, no, you know, no preseason to rev up and make a case for yourself. You know, they're just jumping right into it. So, I mean, on, on paper, right now the Flyers have Provorov, Gustafson, Sanheim, Myers, Haig, Braun, and then Gossespierre and Friedman as your two extras. And I would assume, you know, I would not be shocked if, like, Robert Haig sees 24. Five games and Shane Goss's Bear sees 20 games and Friedman sees like 15 or something like that. Some mix, mm. you know. It, well, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody will get hurt. It's yeah. Just, somebody well, will and get just, hurt. Matt and I were talking about it before we, we jumped on, even like the, if you're playing, you know, if you're playing seven games in 10 days or six games in 10 days, whatever it would be, you know, they're in such a condensed season, you might not necessarily want to play all those guys or your, you know, your, your, your base squad and all of those games, um, you know, especially without a preseason, especially without any real warm up to the, to the year. So that's when guys like Friedman see the lineup. That's where, you know, with a, a, a Nolan Patrick who hasn't seen the ice in a bit and an Oscar Limblom who's coming off of cancer. That's where guys like Morgan Frost get in the lineup, Linus Sandin get in the lineup. And typically you don't want to see those depth depth guys get in the lineup. But with this Flyers team, like Linus Sandin is a, a top six winger over in Europe right now. Like he's a, he's just a good player. He could probably in a regular year compete for uh, a third or fourth line roster spot out of camp. Um, he's not going to get that chance this year, but he's definitely going to play at some point. So I think, yeah, that, that, that taxi squad, I think that the Flyers gonna are going to get it. They're going to get a lot of utilization out of it this year for sure. And there, there could be some names on there that are from the AHL that, you know, throwing it way back for Flyers fans. Uh, God, what's who's the uh, who's the power forward? Isaac Ratcliffe. Maybe we, maybe we hear oh him. Maybe Ooh. we maybe we see Igor Zamula. I would think so. He would probably Wade be Allison. That. Wade Allison. We we could you know see some of these names that Aaron you know. Lezinski, yep. And, and and these are picks that that Hextall made largely. And they were, they kind of at the NBA they call them you know draft and stash right they 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 take the European player they know he's going to be over there for three years four years and then hopefully he comes over he's a good player Flyers had that same kind of mentality with some projects and you know Ratcliffe was one when they drafted him I was so excited because he had incredible hands he just couldn't skate maybe we get to see him maybe we get to see Zamula um, but it's going to be interesting that taxi squad or the Uber squad in Ottawa which. Uh, we're going to make a lot of friends in Ottawa. Way to go, Matt. That's going to be <laughs> Well, I think Mike brought up a really good point, too. When everyone and their mother has an opinion on Patrick and his availability, 
same thing with Limblom. I remember some absolutely terrible takes from some Flyers fans regarding whether or not he should have played or came back towards the end of the season as if they know better than doctors, which is, it's crazy, but, um, even there's a, there's a lot of people <laughs> in this yeah, country they just, who they think rotate. they know more than doctors. A lot of people go yeah, to school for eight years, Matt. <laughs> yeah, they, they rotate between being lawyers, doctors, and politicians on a on a rotating basis, so it's good. But um, yeah, like Limblom and and Patrick, like like Mike said, when we play a four four games in six days or back to backs. It, I think it's still smart for them to bring them along slowly, regardless of how fans feel and like who they want to see in the lineup. Obviously, we wouldn't have dressed our best team on a nightly basis, but it's going to be interesting to see kind of how AV deploys um, the roster because we do have so much depth. And Patrick coming off such a long, long pause of not playing and Limblom obviously with, with cancer and, and things of that nature, you're probably going to see some rotation at the very least in the bottom in the bottom six pretty heavily same thing to go with the bottom four defensively speaking so um there's not a better year to have the depth that the flyers do before yeah, we transition to world oh sorry go ahead mike no i i i think especially this year when there's going to be i forget i i saw the tweet earlier it was basically like starting january 13th there's going to be hockey on every single day until the regular season ends which i I think it ends in may or like that's when the stanley cup playoffs start so i think it goes into well yeah so obviously playoffs it's gonna be every day for like the first round and then after that like still pretty much every day until the stanley cup finals yeah the tweet was basically saying the regular season itself is there's gonna be hockey on every single night or every single day until the end of the regular season and then they're taking a two-day break and then they start the playoffs so there is obviously the Flyers are not playing every single night, but it is still every every day you're either going to be prepping for a game or traveling to your next city to get ready for a game. So, you, you know, this is this is as as much as ever an all hands on deck type of season. Um, and I think last year the Flyers depth was their biggest asset. You know, they I wouldn't say they had down years from guys like uh Couturier and Giroux and stuff like that because they still if you you know prorate the season to 82 games they had a pretty good year um but Kevin Hayes picked up a lot of slack Scott Lawton picked up a lot of slack and then the defense was really by committee last year so uh, you know the more the season relies on that the more that would play into the Flyers hands because what's the biggest complaint of the Flyers last year was like you know, the when are the, the big guys need to step up, blah, blah, blah. Well, the big guys are going to have to play well, obviously, in this short and regular season. But they're going to benefit from the fact that they don't have to do all the heavy lifting throughout the 56-game regular season. A guy like Scott Lawton, a guy like Oscar Lindblom, a guy like Nolan Patrick, they become even bigger. Um, your depth guys become even bigger in a shortened season so that once you get to the playoffs, that's when your big guns should really take, you know, take hold. We shall see. I hope so. I hope so. One last thing. Uh, third goalie, just going to throw this hat into the ring. Rob Zepp, bring him back. That's what That's what I thought you were going to say when you were like, I'm excited for the return of my guy. Bring I, back Rob Zepp. Ran, I thought you were going to say Zepp. Good old Zeppelin. Hey, man, I forget what game it was. I think it was against Boston where he was he was unbelievable. And then Amax scored on us, I think. 
No, that was, no. That was Mason in that. Oh, I was Mason. Sorry, yeah. I'm confusing my. Uh, Zap had no, that shootout or something. That he, he had a really good in. game against the Jets. That was his, his like shining game. He had a, a toe save, a skate save against Mark Shifley on a breakaway. And the Flyers <sighs> won the game, I'm pretty sure. Bring back the Zeppelin. Um, he was like positionally great goalie, you know, just fine backup goalie, but he had the worst blocker arm I've ever seen. <laughs> he could not, like, he just could not make a blocker save. This is a pro Rob Zepp podcast. You know that. This I mean, is, we're, we're pro Rob Zepp. I didn't. I didn't realize we had a stance on Rob Zepp on this. Yeah, it's, and it's pro. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and enough. Enough of team talk. Though, let's talk some prospects. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about depth. The World Juniors are back. Um, as we said in the intro, you know, we don't have a ton of players in there right now, but there are some three, three players that are pretty high end. If you ask me, we got Bobby Brink. Cam York, or they call him Yamcor, <laughs> which is my favorite nickname. <laughs> uh, they're suiting up for USA, and then we got defenseman Emil Andre uh, for Sweden. You guys know I'm not the I'm not an expert really when it comes to to prospects as much as as, as you guys are or JT. But I will say um, the the comp that I saw for Emil Andre when he got drafted was Tory Krug, which was pretty bold. But um, his body type. And his kind of his skating reminds me a little bit of Kimo Timonen, Um just because, I mean, the last time we had a Scandinavian defenseman who was under six foot and was actually pretty good on the blue line in terms of moving the puck was Kimo. That's immediately who I think of. Will he be Kimo? I have no idea, but I think he passes really well. He did lead the um, the Swedish league, the, the junior team, or sorry, no, what was it? It was uh, Sweden's top junior league. He, he led them uh, defenseman in points. He had 11 goals, 27 assists in 40 games. So the guy can guy can play, um, at least on the offensive side. I'm going to look and see how he plays more on the back end and, and kind of see what that game really looks like because, you know, you have to be able to play two ways in the NHL. You can't really just play one way as a defenseman. But what do you guys think? Who, who are you really looking to stand out for from the Flyers? And just you, you mentioned Cole Caulfield, Mike. I know you're going to have some, some bad dreams about him. Yeah, it was – it was like a nightmare watching him play last night. Like I, a good thing it was just exhibition and those stats aren't going to hold over, but he had two goals in 38 seconds. And the, the second goal was absurd. Who do like, they play? I, I didn't watch it. Who do they, they play? They played Finland. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Yeah. His, his second goal was nasty. He, it was like a, it was almost like a reverse, uh, Michigan. Almost. I won't say it's exactly what it was, but like the way okay. he took it around the net and then, sort of just like roofed it uh on the backhand though but it was a pretty goal but uh yeah i mean i'm still i liked what i saw from bobby brink i'm excited to actually see him play i haven't seen him play a whole lot um he's quick he's smart he's you know crafty with his with his the opportunities he gets and he's playing second line wing for that usa team so that'll be cool and then cam york just looked composed athletic uh great outlet passer and looked like he really he was just owning the power play for the usa uh the other night so a lot of people were going nuts for jake sanderson because he skated backwards one time uh during the game <laughs> and you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dump on any of the players because you know i didn't get USA, that we love it. in our crosshairs tonight yeah yeah oh my god i forgot about that but no, I mean the Senators really—they went wild that he skated backwards behind the net the one time. They, you know, tweeted it out and everything. So it was electric. I, I mean, as far as guys skating backwards goes, 
Yeah, but, I didn't uh, get that. I didn't understand why that was funny until I had to like look it up, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't understand why that was funny. Oh. Uh, yeah, Matt, go ahead. I, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to piss I... off more Ottawa fans. <laughs> Speaking of keeping on the theme of Canadian teams, the worst part about not picking Cole Caulfield is if he was taken by a Western Conference team, like, okay, you can kind of forget about it. You see him maybe twice a year and maybe another year or two. It is what it is. But the fact that he was taken by the Canadians, like, immediately after just makes it exponentially worse. Um, because, yeah, like Mike said, he actually did try the Michigan. If you watch some of the highlights right before he scored his first goal, um, didn't fell off the stick. First goal was an absolute, absolute roof job. And then, like Mike said, it was kind of – it was a wraparound, but on his backhand, and he put it, like, just, if you've played hockey and you watch that replay, you know how difficult of a shot that is. He's just a high-end finisher and continues to do it at all levels. So it, it is a little depressing. But like Mike mentioned, it's going to be nice to see Bobby Brink in a top-six role, Cam York or Yam Cork, whatever you want to call him. He's top-pair <laughs> defenseman leading the... That, uh, Leading the top power play unit. Um, and then Emil Andre, obviously not many Flyers fans outside of YouTube clips have been able to see him, let alone see him play live. Um, so I'm definitely excited to kind of see what kind of comp we're going to be able to give him if he become a chemo or a crossover of a chemo and a Tory Krug. I mean, that's an unbelievable second round, second round pick. But it is going to be difficult for any of those players or those teams to compete with Team Canada, who has 20 first round picks on that roster including uh kirby doc who literally played the entire season with chicago last year and he's disgusting so Mm -hmm. it's funny you mentioned canada because i i think you both of you guys know i'm a big proponent of the flyers not just drafting canadians because i feel like they have the French connection. They really like going to Quebec and, and getting a lot of uh, French. And it's done well for them. I mean, you can't really complain. But I would love to see some more European talent added to the roster. And so that's why. Yeah, you get, diversify that that portfolio. Right, Matt? You know, you can't you can't put all those eggs in one basket. Uh, <laughs> as good as Canada is, just adds a, you know, a little more flavor, a little more spice to the Flyers when you have you know, different nationalities. So. Uh, I'm hoping to see Emil Andre, see what he can do. He's going to be my, my hot watch. And Bobby Brink, he's the next uh, Danny Briere. You heard it here first. Go ahead and lock that in. Wow, um, that's a no, no. <laughs> hot takes, I guess. Jesus. Would, no, no, no. I'm not, I wouldn't put the pressure on, on that kid. He, uh, we'll see. He's, he's, he's diminutive like Danny. He's not a center, though. He doesn't take draws or anything, I don't think. Um, but who knows? What's his, his middle name was Orr? Or was it supposed yeah. to be Orr? Uh, yeah, or Bobby Orr Brink. I mean, that's, his dad puts his the pressure parent, on him, not me. His parents put the pressure on him. If you get named Hercules, you sure shit better be strong. So, um, I think uh, who who went wild for Andre at the draft? Alexander Appleyard. Well, Appleyard went he was nuts. He like, had him like as like one of his highest. Like in his second, he said he was the second defenseman? highest defenseman, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So that I mean that would be that that Swedish team, their defense was stacked last year and it's it's just as stacked again. I mean they lost they lost Nils Lundqvist and oh my god I'm blanking on the other guy. Regardless, they lost two, you know their top pair of defensemen basically, um, but they still have Philip Roberg. Uh, they've got Emil Andre. Like they have Tobias Bjorn for it. Like they're they're loaded. So it'll be interesting. I don't know where Andre will play. It'd be really cool if he played in the top four, 
but if he played top six, I wouldn't be surprised. But that will give you a good sense of, like, if he's playing alongside some really high-end defensemen um, and even compared to other guys like Sanderson and York and stuff like that in the tournament as a whole, it should give you a good idea as to where his skill level is and his mm-hmm. ability is compared to them, even within his own team. So, or at least how, that, how, his, how his coaches see him, too. Like the, you know, yeah, that's a good point. So. All right, enough World Juniors. Uh, let, let's have some fun. Um, before we World Juniors to, aren't fun? Uh, for me, <laughs> eh, I'd prefer some it is gonna be. I like some bigger It is going to be unfortunate that there's no fans. I mean, obviously, I'm not mm-hmm. like saying there should be fans, but Team Canada, like USA games in Canada's building are electric. So it is a little unfortunate. Good news is... World Juniors will be back there next year and hopefully a somewhat COVID-free world or at least a normal uh, year where people can do normal things. So we will get to see it, but we'll have to wait a year. I was talking with, uh, with a co-worker actually earlier about World Juniors because they were asking me, oh, like, what are you playing for you know, Christmas and all that stuff? Are you going to watch football or basketball? I was like, yeah, I probably will, but I'm going to watch some World Juniors as well. And I was trying to explain it to them, and they're like, yes, this is just like a hockey – tournament for kids and the best way i could describe it for him i was like listen i was like this is kind of like sec football right like if if you're not a southerner like you sec football you, you know you know it's a thing but you're not going to pay so much attention to it but when you get down south it's a whole it's a way of life it's a religion mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with world juniors especially for canadians um like you said matt it's you know the atmosphere is electric but it's just you know it's 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 a kind of a niche tournament really just for the diehard diehard hockey fans so uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really like, it's a great showcase for, obviously, there are kids who, you know, you'll look back and like everybody, everybody remembers um, like Team USA beating Team Canada in the shootout oh. the one year. Everybody, you know, everybody remembers what Jonathan Taves was like in the World Juniors or um, Peter Carlson. Forsberg. Yeah, Johnny Carlson. Game like, winner. Yeah, everybody remembers that. And then it's no, no shocker that those guys wind up becoming, you know, the premier players of the league. But for a lot of the kids, it's their, this is either, you know, a make or break for them. Maybe they're going into their draft year and they have a great showing and then teams draft them. Or maybe this is the highest level they're ever going to see. And it's it's a big stage. They're all kids. Like, I don't, it's, I don't know. It's a fun tournament. And I think the it is electric, Matt. I agree. I think the, not having fans, it is what it is. But World Juniors definitely have, <clears throat> sorry, definitely having electricity around them. I agree. All right, and now I heard, Mike, that you have a game for us to play. Is there a game afoot? Uh, What do we have going on? Sort of, yeah. So I was racking my brain trying to think of a a segment to do since this is our holiday episode, I guess. Holiday Uh, special, the Star Wars holiday holiday special. special. Yeah, Star Wars holiday special. George Lucas is going to come by and steal the recording of this. Who's who's got Chewbacca's wife? Which one of you? What? Chewbacca had a wife in the special. What was it? Was it uh, Inky or Chunky I, or something? Chunky? Or... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We don't, we're body positive. We're body positive, Mike. Yeah, don't, there's no room for Chunky in here. All right. Um, whatever. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so anyway. I completely derailed the conversation. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. Everybody loves the Star Wars special. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it this holiday. Um, anyway, 
Yeah, I made a game called uh, Lump of Coal or Pound of Gold. It's, it's a working title. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. Pound of Gold. All right. To uh, it doesn't make sense. It, the Lump of Coal is the most important part. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna give you guys some some proposals, either real or hypothetical, and you have to tell me if you think it's a lump of coal, a bad thing. Or a pound of gold, a good okay. thing. You don't have to say pound of gold. You can just, you can just be like, yeah, that's good. I'm gonna say pound uh, of gold, just so you know. Yeah, we're okay. saying pound All of gold. Right. I also had written before that you have, you have to say ho 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 to buzz in, but we don't have to do that. There's no points <laughs> oh, or anything, Jesus. so I don't know why we would do that. All right, uh, first first question. one on the docket. This is this is poignant. This is a real real thing. Okay. The NHL's new offside rule: lump of coal or pound of gold. Pound of gold, just for Faraby alone. <laughs> I saw it said that he would have had twenty last year if it wasn't if it was that rule was in effect. So if we're going to be tossing out some sirens, twenty five for the B in a shortened oh my Beezer, god for the Beezer as they call him in a shortened <laughs> season, just because of the offside rule, nothing else. I agree. Um... The biggest thing for me with the stupid offsides rule is just it slows down the game, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, can we get on with it? Just call it a goal or no goal. This makes it a little more definitive and hopefully just gets the speed of play back to normal. Um, it's, I mean, there, I, I'm sure you guys remember, there are some games we were watching, they challenged for offside, and we were just sitting there 10 minutes, 8 minutes, waiting mm-hmm. for the fucking answer. So I'm really excited for it to be a little more succinct. And if, yeah, if young Beezer, young Beezer is what they call him, if he can get 25, I'll take that. That'd be pretty great. So pound of gold for me as well. Good. Pound of gold. Two pounds of gold on this lovely uh, pre-Christmas Eve. Uh, Shane Goss' bear. This is number two. Shane Goss' bear will be dealt at the trade deadline this season. Ho, ho, ho. I would say <laughs> that – wasn't that what we're supposed to do to buzz in? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll say um, – can I hold on this? I want to ho, ho, hold. No, no. <laughs> I can ho, ho, hold? Because here's, here's why I'm ho, ho, holding. I'm ho, ho, holding on to see how Gustafson plays. Because if Gustafson uh. is good, Shane, I'll love you. I'll miss you. I'll see I'm you not, around. Go ahead. I am that, not holding. You're not holding? You're not ho, ho, holding? Well, no, I'm not holding my breath for Gustafson to be the reason why we deal him. I think I'm going to go ahead and say a pound of gold as well for that, that he is going to get dealt because I feel as though, obviously, I'm try- without looking at the roster off the top of my head, there's a good chance that we lose him to the expansion draft. Yeah. And I think it would be mm-hmm. poor asset management by Chuck to let him go for essentially nothing or have to trade additional assets to make sure that Seattle does take him if that's yeah. who they want wanted us to take. So. Are you saying they might not want Robert Haig? Is that what you're saying? They might not take. Well, if they have an analytics department, they shouldn't. They have well, they're they're the one biggest, of the biggest in the yeah, league, the I think. Yeah, the biggest analytics department in the league already. Or they, they put, they if put they Carolina to shame. Television screens <laughs> and they can watch film then. No, I, yeah. I agree, Matt. That's a good point about asset management. They, uh, they got to – I believe in Chuck. Trust Chuck. All right. So we have a, a ho ho hold leaning towards pound of gold. Pound of gold, and then one one actual pound of gold, one certified pound of gold. Okay, I appreciate that, Matt. You get points for actually answering the question, and Joe, <laughs> you get points for the ho ho hold thing. I like that. Yeah, uh, thank that you. was fantastic. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, number three, Joe. This is a little callback for you. 
Okay. Flyers' first helmet sponsor Ooh. will be Steve's Prince of Steaks. Lump of coal or pound of gold? They 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 love giving out. Uh, or no, was it Steve? Oh, sorry, Jim's Jim's steaks, cheese steaks. Yeah, they love giving out their sponsorships to Flyers related media. So, uh, lump of what, coal. What do we think? Lump of coal. Lump of coal. All right. Um, All right. Best, uh, probably best cheesesteak and, and sandwich shop in Philadelphia is. Um, oh my god, how am I blanking on it? This is so embarrassing. I know. <laughs> If you say Tony Luke's, you're a fraud. No, Jesus. Yeah, we gotta play, play technical difficulties. It's not. It's it's in South. It's in South Philadelphia. It's in South Philly. What is the fucking name? All right. While Joe is ho ho holding on I'm this uh, cheesesteak, Matt, what are you I can't saying? Think of the name. Um. Oh, John's roast pork. Boom. John's roast pork. Excuse okay. me. Sorry. All John's right. roast pork. Kicked in finally. John's roast pork. That should be if we're going sandwich sponsor. I want John's roast pork. Fair right. enough. Well, hopefully, hopefully someone there is a list of names. Forgive but me, John. I'm still John, on the me, the Wawa train. The Wawa versus okay. Sheets. The interstate rivalry continued on the sponsorship level as well as, I mean, just conceptually is a no brainer to me. But that yeah, that would be that would be. An incredible marketing move by all parties involved. So, I uh, I so it definitely won't happen because it's the NHL. So yeah, yeah, definitely keep moving. Instead, it'll yeah, it'll wind up being like Quick and Go, and then like Sunoco or something like that. It'll be like a more it'll be like a mortgage uh, company or something lame like that, like Quicken Loans, and it'll make me want to die inside. (laughs) Uh, No offense, Quicken Loans. If you want to sponsor the podcast, yeah, no Quicken Loans. If you guys, yeah. no we free ads. No free ads. We would love no, Quicken yeah. Loans Rocket Mortgage to be uh, a sponsor. Uh, they were a pretty pretty frequent sponsor when I was working at the, the NHL Network. Um, but yeah, all right. Number four, Gritty gets kicked out of an away team's building for breaking COVID protocols. Pound of gold. Oh, pound of gold. Okay. I love Gritty. I love his antics. Um, I want to see what he gets into. Obviously, respectfully with with COVID and everything, it's you know, it's it's good to make to make light of it, and it's, at sometimes we all need a laugh. So I'll go pound of gold. I definitely see him getting kicked out of a building somewhere. As, as uh, long as he's not making any service workers' lives miserable. Yeah, yeah let's like let, let's not that. like I've seen like some I, some mascots like dump like eight gallons of popcorn on people. Yeah. I'm just, and in my head, I'm like, someone's gonna have to clean that up. Like that just sucks. <laughs> I'm going to go lump of coal just because I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's probably going to be more of like a, a mask advocate slash mm-hmm. he's probably going to have like for the visor kids. across for the kids. his chest. Smart. There, there's Smart. another sponsor for you for the Flyers to rake in some cash. Just put Pfizer, the ticker <laughs> symbol for Pfizer, PFE on on something for for gritty to tell people to go get their uh, their vaccines. Pfizer, the official vaccine of the Philadelphia Flyers. That <laughs> that's pretty hey, great. It's, it has the alliteration. Uh, all right, last one. Flyers taxi squad players, potential taxi squad players, Morgan Frost and Linus Sandine will become full time roster players by season's end. Uh, 
Yeah, I go lump of coal Ooh. as well. I, I I I would go pot of gold or not pot, not pot of gold, pound of gold. <laughs> that's what it is. Even pot of gold. Why did I pot of gold? Why did you? Well, of well gold? now you're just combining not... holidays. You're taking St. Yeah, Patrick's right. Day and you're taking <laughs> yeah, Christmas. This bastard child of it. Um, I would go. I would go pound of gold on frost. Hmm. Um, but I would go pot of uh, or, or pound of coal, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> Lump of coal for Sandine. I'd go lump of coal on Sandine, pound of gold on on Frost. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to tend to agree, which it hurts me inside because that infers that something happens with Patrick. Um, but to be on the safe side and just say best case scenario that that is a lump of coal all around and Patrick's a full-time third, third center for us, then... I'm more than happy. I am excited to see what Linus Sandin does, but I mean, I just if He's anything, an maybe He's an yeah. If anything, he becomes a a uh, a raffle replacement. That's mm. really the only That's what the only thinking. spot I could see him snagging. Um, so you forget, Raffle's only 22 years old. He, he's been playing with the Flyers <laughs> since he was five, so we've got a long time to go. Honest guy, I feel. It feels like he has he's been on this team since since the dawn of time. I I cannot picture it without him. He's now and not even like the, the huh? Holmgren administration, the Hextall administration, and now the the Fletcher administration. He's he survived them all. So you know, governments fall and rise, and 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 power regimes come and go. But Raffle remains the same. Um, but was that was that the last question? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the last one. So we can uh, we can gracefully move on, gents. Thank right. you for playing. I appreciate it. That's um, what's Matt, up here, Matt. I think you're the winner. If I had to pick a winner, I think it'd be Matt. So. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I appreciate you know. I think the ho ho hold was good enough for me to win on that alone, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Maddie, do you want to take us through what the next couple of weeks are going to look like uh, with, with Christmas and everything coming up, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of end. Yeah, so um, this upcoming week, well, I guess when you're listening to this podcast, will be the last time we drop probably a single an ep- single episode, which should be Monday, unless I'm wrong there, Mike. Um, but as we talked about last episode, we do hope to have an interview with a key prospect of a division rival for you next week. A little hint, it's out in Sheets territory. <laughs> uh, and then the following week, we will jump into a season preview uh, camp should be kind of full gear at that point, and we'll forecast how we think things will go in 2021 for the Flyers. Um, I'm sure the hot take alert will be ringing early and often, and uh, I'm sure Joe's fired up for that. I I am pumped. Um, it, it wouldn't be the same show without it, honestly. Um, so that's going to do it for us, uh, for Mike, for Matt. I'm Joe. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Have a, uh, a happy holiday season. And a special happy birthday to Flyers legend Yori Laterra. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the slopes, Yori.